This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. Exodus 17, verse 8. So Phil, come stand up here with me. I did this on Friday. So I did part of this message on Friday like Andrew did last week. She did part on Friday, part on Sunday. So Phil knows what's coming. And if you guys know your Bible, you know which bit I'm going to speak on. Yeah. So the bit... Uh, that I'm speaking on is um, when Moses was leading people out of uh, Egypt to, uh, back to the promised land and it's the part where they're going to fight the Amalekites. All right? So it's the bit that Moses got his hands in the air while they're fighting the Amalekites. So whilst I'm reading this, Phil's going to keep his hands in the air like Moses did. Right. I didn't re- He's wearing a grey top. I should have checked. No, he's not sweating. It's all right. <laughs> Okay, so the Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses, Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron and Hur went to, that, to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held his hands up, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this on a scroll as something to be remembered, and make sure that Joshua hears it, because I will completely blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. Moses had built an altar and called it, The Lord is my banner. He said, Because his land... Because hands were lifted up against the throne of the Lord, the Lord would be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. So, Phil, how are your hands feeling? Tired? Achy, achy. So, what I'm going to do, we have our very own Aaron and her here. Her here. So, they're going to come up now, and they're going to hold his hands up when, when they need to, okay? When they need to. So, who's Aaron? Who's her? I'm her. She's her. Okay. <laughs> So I'm going to read it again, and then we're going to, you know, when the right time comes, they're going to do what they need to do. So the Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held his hands up, the Israelites were winning. Whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone, a chair, and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady until sunset. On, on Friday, the lights came down at that point and everything. It was clean off. It was nuts. It was proper sunset. <laughs> so that his hands remained steady until sunset. Wow. Yeah. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Yay! Yay. Right, thank you. I won't do the rest. That'll be enough. Thank you very much. So, what were Aaron and her doing? So Aaron and her were supporting their friend while he was doing God's work. So Phil was doing... Oh, it, Moses, sorry. <laughs> was doing God's work because he was just doing what God asked him to do. Just keep your hands in the air. And then you'll be winning, okay? So it, doesn't, it seems like 
maybe these days we think when we're doing God's work, we're literally doing stuff all the time, like doing ministry, doing this, doing that, the other. But it's just doing something as simple as what God has asked us to do. So the example I used on a Friday was just being a nice person, okay? God wants us to love everybody as, you know, as we love us, treat others as we love them, treat us, you know, just be a nice guy in general, yeah? And love everyone. So just being a nice person can be taken as doing God's work, something that simple. And something as simple as keeping his hands in the air was doing God's work. But when it was hard to do God's work, hard to keep his hands in the air, then his buddies came and helped him and held his hands up, okay? There's no, there's no like, saying that you have to do God's work on your own, yeah? You can do it with other people around you and helping you. So once his arms got tired, so once his, God's work became hard for him, his friends came to lift his hands up. So, if you're, it's hard to be a good person at times, you know, things get on top of us. It's hard just to be a normal, nice person. It's nice to just have your friends around you, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, for me, the example I used on Friday was a house group. So a house group is our is my close friends in church and my close Christian friends. So when it gets hard for me to just be a nice guy and just get through things, I love going to see my friends on a Thursday night. Our house group's on a Thursday because it's special. Every else on a Wednesday. Um, so I love just going to see my friends because then we could build each other up. I love coming to church and seeing all my other Christian friends because, uh, you know, we can build each other learning stuff from here in the front and that's you know what it's all about and it makes it a lot easier when you've got your friends around you so they gave him a hand and it was easier for him they supported him and like I say when he was on his own doing it they were winning for a while and then when it got hard God wasn't winning yeah his his team wasn't winning but when he had support and there was a group of people then God was winning okay so like I say we can't do God's work alone all the time we need it you know we need to be one body doing it we need to be together everything's easier when it's together isn't it so the thing that i'm <clears throat> trying to say now is uh, today is about being fr- like good friends to each other and helping each other through our christian walk and stuff like that so um if we see somebody struggling with something then it's really easy for us um, to just kind of sit in our armchair at home and fix their problems and like pick at their problems and say, oh, this person is doing this, this person is doing that. And <clears throat> it's really easy to do that. But if we're doing that, so the, uh, so like I did on Friday, was I had James out and James was our example of the bad Christian. Ooh. Just an example, he's not actually a bad Christian. <laughs> So if James is going out all the time, or spending time with the people he shouldn't, or not doing what God wants him to do and stuff like that, it's really easy for me, and especially as a young Christian as well, because I spoke on this thing with, when we're young Christians, we kind of can jump in front of each other. There's like a hierarchy, a leaderboard of um, of how good you're behaving. It's like a behavioral thing when we're young Christians, and we can like, oh, James is doing a bad thing, so yeah, I'll kind of gossip about him and get myself in front of him. But if we're doing that, we're being just as bad as what God, as what uh, James is doing. We're like just about, if not worse. So we need to help him. So I had James put you, and I went over to him and I put my arm around him and said, James, what's going on? He was like, nothing, nothing's going on. I was like, James, you know, you're not doing what God wants you to do. You're going out with these people, you're doing these things. What's wrong, James? And eventually James opened up to me and he said he was struggling. And I said, James, well, you know, come on. <laughs> So I said, come on, James, 
you know, you know what God has for you as his plan, you know, you know God has a plan for you, come on, you know that you should be in church, you shouldn't be doing these things that you're doing. So when you come to Friday, when you come back to YABC, and James said, yeah, okay, I'll come, I'll come to YABC. I said, come on, James, come. He's like, all right, I'll be there. I said, right, James, I'll text you, I'll text you on Thursday, I'll text you on Friday, and you'll be there in YABC. And James came back to YABC. What a legend. <laughs> so um, that's the kind of person we need to be. We need to just be helping people and um, and supporting them when we know that they're struggling. Because it's it is really easy to just look at other people and go, oh, you know, I'm doing better than them, or they're not doing this, they're not doing that. Well, there we are, and we kind of feel better about ourselves. The easiest way to feel good about ourselves, isn't it, is like pushing other people down, isn't it? So we need to not be those kind of people. We need to be the really, really good friends and like get alongside our, our brothers and sisters and bring them through, yeah? So <clears throat> we need to just flip the mindset of you know, us around and just help other people. I've just spoken on it before uh, about the easiest way, uh, the easiest way to... If you're feeling... Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 I was, uh, went flipping thinking over there then right anyway right so Andrea we go back to Andrea spoke about being courageous right so when I was thinking about this when she was speaking last week as the core values when it was about being courageous it was about telling people about God and stuff like that oh we've got to be courageous and get out there and tell everyone tell you know everyone about Jesus and what he's done for us but also when I started thinking about it we need to be courageous with our friends as well so for me it was hard to go up to James and say James was wrong you know, what's the matter? Because James could have easily just thrown it all back in my face. We could have had a big argument and never see James again. And that's the risk that we have. Is that, you know, once we question people on stuff, they take it so personally and thinking like, oh, you're better than me, or this, that, the other. That, you know... guys yeah this is what we're supposed to do. i think at the beginning here yeah, he's talked about being a friend and i'm actually doing it i'm being a friend you know it's tough as it is sometimes and he's here and he's speaking this morning this is something we have to take on board here. Yeah. Yeah. this is something we have to understand we're talking about common sense stuff this morning yeah. we're talking about stuff that we all know if we know this, why are we doing it? Why are we not doing it? Because that's what it's about. It's about coming alongside somebody. It's about waiting and hanging on for them as a friend and being there for them. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Is that right? Yeah. She's like yeah. <laughs> 
Right. Okay. So, um, my head wasn't quite in that because I know what's coming next, what I'm speaking about. So my head wasn't quite in that bit. Right. So we need to be courageous. We need to get around people, be brave enough to do what Mike just did there. Yeah. yeah. Mike just stood out in front of everyone and kind of, you know, he could have had going through his head, oh, Pippin, I could have just hijacked his message or whatever. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He was courageous in it because he knew, deep down actually, that was the right thing to do, innit? He needs to get around his friend and help him out, yeah? So we need to be courageous enough to step out. This, Pippin, this is brilliant. <laughs> we need to be courageous enough to step out of the crowd and then go and help our friend, yeah? Go help them and just tell them straight. Sometimes the best thing is just telling them straight, but out of love, yeah? So, so that's the important thing, the next important thing, is that we do it out of love, okay? That, you know, I could be having an absolute stinker up here, and Mike just kind of goes, he's having a bit of a mare, yeah? So what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go out there, and I'm going to make it look like I'm helping him out, but really, I'm just going to tell him off, or get him off the stage, yeah? So Mike steps out, and he's like, oh, I'm done, uh, I see you struggling. Um, thing is, you're not doing this, you're not doing that, what, uh, mm, yeah, you need to be doing it this way, you need to be doing it the way I usually do it or whatever, so yeah, you go sit down now and sort it out, and then right, okay, then everything's finished, but it's not that, Mike's come out of you, can see that I was actually struggling, comes out of you and goes, and just takes the stage, gives me a t- time to sort myself out, yeah. and then he goes back and he does it, it's out of love, right, that he's done it, he's kind of done it for the right reason at the end, okay? The end goal, right reason. That is benefiting the kingdom, if you will, right? So you can help, you know, you need to be courageous and go and talk to people and help them out if it is going to benefit the kingdom. So the reason being now, because I can give the rest of my message and we can all learn from that, okay? So, you know, we do need to be courageous and we also need to be courageous enough to let people come and help us out as well, yeah? So, you know, I could have just said to Mike, go back, I'm okay. <laughs> but, no, I was, you know, courageous enough to say, right, leave Mike, go, sort myself out, and then come back to it, okay? So, um, we need really good friends. We need to have people around us who are brave enough to say stuff. We need to be brave ourselves to say stuff. And we need to work together for the end goal. Because there's one end goal that we've all got, isn't it? It's to... Yeah help people come to church, meet Jesus, and then so we can, you know, all go to heaven at the end of it. That's the end goal, and that's what we always need to be thinking about when you're on both sides of that fence. The person (coughs) who's uh, helping and the person who needs help, we need to realise that everything that we need to do is for the end goal, is the end purpose. So, um, I've got a really good mate I have, uh, and... He's, re- he's sat there, Matthew Anderson, right? Matthew Anderson, Matthew, where were you this morning? Nottingham. Matthew was in Nottingham this morning, right? And Matthew could not get out of bed to save his life. He reached us in the morning, isn't he? But Matthew woke up and he got on the road at like half a six to get you to listen and to support me today. So he's a really good mate, right? But Matthew does loads of other stuff. Matthew, I don't deserve a friend like Matthew. <laughs> He's always the one who texts me first. Like, I play, I've played my first rugby game yesterday since November because I've had a really bad knee. So I woke up in the morning and I was thinking, I knew Matthew was going up to Nottingham in the morning. I was thinking, right, I'll text him now and just see how the journey went. 
And then, as always, me, something else came into my mind, and it just went out of my mind like that, and that was it, and I didn't text him. But Martha then texts me later on, how's your knee, pal, how's the game, but this, that, the other. He's always the first one to text me, always. There was a few Sundays ago that we were doing communion, and there was something, I was just sat there at the back, and there was just loads of things going through my head, and... Um, it was in that period of after worship, and it was really quiet and all that. And I was just kind of, I was, I was daydreaming, right? Because I had loads of stuff going on in my head. <laughs> I had loads of stuff going on in my head, and I started daydreaming. And then I started having an argument with somebody, right? And I was having a proper argument with this person in my head. And this scenario was coming in my head, this scenario. And in the end, I, I was having a fight with this guy in my head, right? So, <laughs> and I was sat there, and I was like, I can't take communion. Not with that going on, like. Not with me having an argument with a guy. And Andrea, you spoke on communion, was it a couple of weeks ago? And uh, yeah, last week, was it? And that is one thing we need to, we need to be like serious about communion as well. Because there's so often we can just take it because everybody else is around and they'll notice that we haven't taken it or whatever. But what happened next was good because I didn't take it, right? And immediately, as soon as I didn't take it, I just felt, I don't know, I just felt a bit of like a relief of stress, you know, stress just went on that view, but he was still a bit there, he was like, oh, you know, this is going on and I'm getting annoyed, whatever, so phone call Monday, Monday night, Matthew rings me up, and we have a conversation, he's like, uh, everything alright? I'm like, yeah, everything's alright, like, not too bad, a bit stressed, and he's like, well, I did notice, because I didn't see you take communion on, on Sunday, on Sunday, and then I had this whole conversation with him about what, what the reason was and all this, that, the other, and together we spoke about it, and that was it, like, that was probably one of the last times that I kind of felt this way. And, okay, he was watching, and, you know, that's one of the reasons that we do it, is because we don't want people to know that we haven't done it because something's wrong. But this is a safe place. We say it always on a Friday to YBC. This is a safe place. This is absolutely safe. Whatever you do, you know, it's around people. We've all, like I say, we've all got the same end goal, right? So don't be afraid to show that you're struggling or something like that. Because then this is the right place to do it. This is the right place to show that you're struggling because you're surrounded with people who are prepared to help you. You know, it's no, not much point coming here on a Sunday and everything's fine, 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 and then you go home and then you're like, everything's not fine and I don't know who to turn to for help. Here is where you show people that you are struggling because this is where you get your help. And like I say, we had this conversation and Matthew saw it and, you know, that could make a lot of people in here think, well, people are watching then. But that's a good thing, yeah? Because we've got everyone here as friends and big enough to ring, should be courageous, or we need to be courageous enough to ring that person up or have a conversation with them and say, what's going on? And I love Matthew for, he always does it. He rings me all the time. Like once, twice a week we have a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I just love it because we just talk about stuff and, you know, I can help him, he can help me and it's just brilliant. And, you know, I've got other friends as well, but it was just, I could pick those things out with Matthew. So, we need to all have a friend like Matthew. <laughs> so, um, like I say, we need to be courageous. I'm going to take the wrong glass, so whoever's up here, do not drink from the other glass. <laughs> so we need to be courageous in both ways, okay? Um, like I say, people are taking the advice, people are giving the advice. So, the reason I had a little bit of a panic on then is because I know it's coming next and I am the friend today. So, there's a couple of things which um, I feel God's put in my heart that I need to say to the church. Don't worry, it sounds like it's massive, like. <laughs> but, 
for, for me, like, the church is all about going out there and serving people, serving the community and stuff like that, right? And I, I, you know, I'm big on that. I really want to do stuff. But if there's stuff that we can't do in church, then how are we meant to do it out there, okay? So the question, and the kind of thing I put on it, is are we passively or actively coming to church? So on a Sunday, like I said, uh, so on a Sunday, do we come here, and are we actually part of the service, and we actually into it, and we're locked into everything that's going on, or do we just turn up, for the show, do you know what I mean? For the show of worship, or oh, there's somebody good speaking today, and that's it. And then we kind of go go home, and that's about it. So one of the big things that you know holds us back in that is like I was saying about the communion. We're scared about what people are thinking about us. We're all in the same boat. We're all here to because we want to worship Jesus and then get taught. That's the reason that we come. Yeah. So, <laughs> so and do you know what I mean? We're all in the same boat. We're all we all believe in Jesus, yeah. In here, there should be no embarrassment at all about saying the name of Jesus. And okay, it shouldn't be an embarrassment out there, do you know what I mean? But it can be at times, do you know what I mean? When you're like, like for me, working on a building site and there's like six other guys talking about this, that, the other, you know, it's, it, it could be hard to talk about Jesus, can it? It could be a little bit embarrassing. You feel a little bit like, oh, I can't bring this up. But in here, there should be literally no embarrassment. So... You know, so like I say, with the stuff like not taking communion, you shouldn't be embarrassed about not taking it. If anything, the other people should be looking at you and thinking, that guy's a legend. He doesn't care. He wants to, he wants to progress and stuff like that with his Christian walk or her Christian walk. So for me, me not taking it, it helped me learn then how, you know, that I need to sort myself out and stuff like that and, you know, put these disputes to bed and all that, yeah? And it's, it's teaching me. And that's the, that's the end, that's the thing that we need to realise that we're all, in a journey together, yeah. and the people who step out the most are going to be the people that we should maybe be a bit more jealous of, yeah? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? The people who step out in, in weakness or whatever, we all need to be aspiring to be like that. Do you know what I mean? Courageous enough to say, look, I need help, and I'm, gonna, you know, I'm coming here and publicly showing I need it. So, it's not just in times of like, oh, you know, do you want to come out for prayer or do you want to not take communion, those kind of things. It's just all through the service. So things like, let's get vocal, church, yeah? This actually show, yes. <laughs> let's give, and I'm not on about like just shouting everything, this, that, the other, but there's times when somebody could be saying something out the front, like, Jesus died for you. Yes, amen. <laughs> and this, that's right, that's maybe where we are with the, passively or actively attending it are you passively here for this sermon are you actively here for this sermon are you just kind of listening to words i'm saying and they're just bouncing straight off or they're kind of going in or whatever are you locked into what i'm saying so when i say that jesus died for you do you you know what i mean it's like a celebration and it's hard right and we can all be like i am not the kind of person who just shouts out (laughs) but i'm not the kind of person who speaks up the front But I'm not, but because I remember the first time I ever did anything really out here speaking was a Rock Nation Sunday years and years years ago, and uh, I was meant to be leading the service, and I did not have a clue what was going on. <laughs> I was like this, holding the mic and uh, a shaky voice, and and it was just that's not me. But I know what God wants me to do, so then I'm trying to get better and better at it. You know, I still had my moment this morning, <laughs> yeah, but. 
it's not about me, is it? Really, is it? It's not about me, and it's about the end goal, and we're working towards the end goal. So, like I say, if you're not the kind of person to shout out, or tough, because <laughs> you know, do we do we genuinely mean it? You know what I mean? When somebody says that God, uh, Jesus died for us, you know, we say Amen. Yes, yeah. It's <laughs> is it, and I'm not picking holes here, right? I'm not sitting there as the like I said, about Mike going and saying, oh, well, I don't like the way you do this, don't I? And it's not because I don't like the way we do church or anything. It's not like that. This is, and this is a, a brilliant preacher's line, I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you, right? <laughs> Which in some instances can just give you a license to say anything. Because like, I'm saying, but genuinely, you know, I know that since this has been like, you know, put on my heart, I know that I've tried to do these things, right? And there's a few other things. I've tried to do these things. And it's hard... It is really hard, but, you know, oh, I've lost my, oh, I keep doing this, so jumping ahead, jumping ahead. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, uh, yeah, I'm speaking myself as well, right? Okay, so, I'm, like I say, I'm not picking holes on stuff. It's going to seem like I'm picking holes, but I'm not, I'm genuinely not. And if you do feel a little bit offended or whatever, come and speak to me afterwards, because maybe I'm wrong, and I'm happy for you to tell me that I'm wrong. Okay, because I'm learning as well. And that's the, that's the courageous thing, yeah? That's the friendship thing. The person who's up here isn't always right. They just say what they think God is telling them. And maybe, maybe it's too much of them. Maybe this message will have too much of me in it. Come and tell me, <laughs> okay? But, you know, we need to be like this. We need to just get vocal. Just say what's on, you know, say what you want to say. Like, there was peers doing worship there, and I was thinking, I just want to fit in, shout out, like, Thank you, Jesus, doing the middle of a song. There's, why not, like? Do you know what I mean? Why not? Because if in that moment I just genuinely, 100% feel so grateful for what Jesus has done for me, it's not weird, is it? We're in a room doing worship. The reason we're doing worship is because we're saying thank you to God, yeah? So do, <laughs> we're full of a room of people saying thank you to God by singing. So it's not weird by me shouting out, thank you, God, thank you, Jesus, is it? It's not. And we just need to kind of step out of that comfort zone and just go for it. Not like saying we can do whatever we want and be all weird and stuff. But, do you know what I mean? If you genuinely just want to, you know, during communion there, you know, want to just say thank you out loud. There's times when we say it, like somebody will do communion. We haven't done it for a while. And if if anyone wants to say thank you for what Jesus has done to them, now is is the opportunity. And maybe one person will say it and they'll be like the same person. Most of the time it's Sally. (laughs) 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 But... And it's because we're all like, I can't say anything out loud. Do you mean I can't? Like, oh, it's weird. It's scary. And it is scary. It is really, really scary. But if you do it once, it's, it'll be so much easier to do it again. Yeah. And if you do it, then other people will see you doing it, and then it's easier for them and them and them. So maybe by you not doing it, you're holding somebody else back as well. So you know, let's just let's just get a bit more vocal about it, as if we are genuine. You know, we're not just. Uh, spectators, we're involved in the service, yeah. We're all here for the one reason, you know. And then it's like, um, like worship. So we had um, a prophecy a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago. Um, uh, I think it was Beth and then Pat. You uh, interpreted it about worship, and it was God saying that He wants us to sing to Him and not just about Him. And that's it. Are we actively worshipping or are we just passively worshipping? Are we just singing the songs because it's 
Christian karaoke time, or do or we <laughs> or we genuinely actually worshiping? It's for example, like there's there's songs with words in there, and there's one I absolutely love. Um, and on the third at break of dawn, the sun of heaven rose again. The sun of heaven rose again. You're basically saying that the guy who died on the cross for you, the time that he rose up, you're, you're saying it. You're not just because it's mixed in with the song. You're actually saying that Jesus rose again. And it's like, some people are singing it. On the sun of uh, on the third, I break it The sun of heaven rose again. As if it's a good tune. It's like, Jesus rose again. <laughs> Jesus rose again. And, you know, I'm not having, like I say, I'm not, I'm not going to say that anymore, right? But for the last time, I'm not having to go at anyone. But genuinely, you were, you were declaring yeah. that Jesus rose again. And you do it, and Jesus rose again. Like that. <laughs> but, do you know what I mean? Are we actively involved in worship? Or are we just singing the songs? And it is hard. Like I said, it's really hard if you're a person who doesn't like, you know, being out there or what have you. The only person that I think probably really, really is like, you know, out there, out there, out there, and is loud anyway, is probably James. <laughs> and maybe Emily. And maybe Emily. Apart from that, you know, most of the people up here, like me, I'm, okay, I like, you know, making an idiot of myself or whatever and all that. Like, but in front of people... I find it really hard to be, you know, just singing and all this and being loud and whatever. But I've kind of learnt to do it. I used to sit up the back when I first came to church. I used to sit up the back with Jacob and sat right now behind the sound desk. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to just be there and I used to be like uh, just singing along, singing along. And then Paul, uh, where is he? I did see him up there. Paul at the back, and then we were just having a conversation. He can't remember it probably. It was years ago, and he was like, you know, when you're singing, do you? Do you actually just sing under your voice, like, you know, under your breath, like that? Or do you actually sing? And I was like, no, I just, uh, I just kind of sing like this. And he was, that's him being courageous. That's him, right? He's stepping out and saying, like, you know, how do you worship? What, you know, are you actually just singing under your breath, or are you actually singing? And then me trying to be that Christian who gets ahead on the leaderboard is like, no, I do sing loud sometimes, but it depends on the song and all this, and trying to make myself look good. But actually, you know, in truth, I was really quiet and not really singing. But then... I came, I thought, oh, I'm allowed to say screw it. <laughs> I thought, stuff it. There we go. I thought, stuff it. I'm going out the front because the thought of being in this row or that row where people can see you from there and everyone can see what you're doing from there really frightened me. But I was like, Stuff it. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word then. Stuff it. I'm going to go there. And I came around the front. And then I realised, if you guys have never been... If you guys at the back, and you guys at the back over there, have never been at the front, honestly come to the front. Because it will change your worship life forever. Yeah. The difference, right, between the sound here and in the row like behind I went is absolutely crazy. I've done it, right? I've sat here, I've sat at the back, then here, and then back there. And Zone says if you're in a different room. So honestly, if you're thinking, well, worship, you know, it's not that loud or whatever, so it is a bit hard for me to get into it, come to the front. Because <laughs> when I came to the front, it was so loud, you can just get into it, you can get lost in the, the volume of the sound, that it can kind of teach you to just, because no one can hear me singing, I cannot sing, right? I cannot sing. Speak to Matthew about that. 
<laughs> we used to go back and forth to Cardiff and the van together and we're belting it out sometimes and there's some noises coming from that van like <laughs> but once you hear you can't hear anybody you can't hear yourself and then you can kind of like teach yourself to not care about who's around you doing worship almost yeah and you may think well okay well you're kind of making it false and all this that but because you know you're just in a place where uh, let me give me words. So you're just in the front, and okay, you're teaching yourself. You actually have to teach yourself to worship. Well, yeah, you do, like, <laughs> because you, it's not like everything's just going to come like that. And like when you become a Christian, you're going to know how to worship. Right? You have to teach yourself how to do stuff. So it may, okay, it may seem fake or whatever, but is a saying that Emily doesn't really like in, when you're talking about Christian things. But sometimes it does work. Is fake it till you make it, isn't it? Right? And so yeah, you have to kind of make this like, scenario where you can kind of not be heard or whatever, or whatever, you know, that kind of, do you get what I mean by that scenario? You have to kind of make that so you can train yourself up. It's like, when you become a Christian, you don't just read your Bible all the time, do you? (laughs) You have to train yourself to be able to read your Bible and be disciplined to read it. So it's the same, you know, this, this get active with worship, yeah? yeah? Yeah. It's actually do that. So, like I say, it's not just me saying this, it can't just be me saying this, because we had a prophecy about it, yeah? yeah? God told us to sing to him and not just about him. Yeah? yeah. yeah? So let's just get active in it and actually just get into it. I can't wait for worship after this service, Paul. We're going to have a good one as well. We're going to have a good song as well, are we? Yeah? <laughs> so, you know, let's just... Take away that embarrassment and there's going to be people, everyone's going to come to the front, aren't they? Everyone is going to be coming to the front. Or we just turn it up. Jacob, turn this worship up, right? So, like I said, take away this awkwardness and, emb- and embarrassment and stuff. Um, quickly jumping straight from that. They're not brilliant follow-ons from each other. Um, the, the prayer requests, yeah? And, you know... When I was up here and I kind of said about, right, everyone has to fill out a prayer request. I don't know, maybe it was the right thing, the wrong thing, or what? Maybe it kind of, like, cheapened the importance of the prayer request. Because, you know, people were like, uh, I'll just put anything down, okay? But it was just like the air all got sucked out of the room when it was like, we're all going to write a prayer request. It was like, you want me to actually have a request of something to pray for? It was like, well, yeah. That is the point of, you know, what they're for. Yeah? Actually put something down. They're not there for, they're not there for like, you know, all prayer is important, okay? But sometimes you have prayer which to us seems more important. Do you know what I mean? Like somebody who's really ill and then it's like, um, I I can't think of a thing prayer now. Nobody shout anything out because, you know, that could be somebody else's prayer. <laughs> um, but I don't. My TV works when I go home. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> but do, do you get what I mean? But they're all important. Put them in, right? Put them in. Because if it's important to you, it's going to be important to God, yeah? And then he wants to hear that request. The, re- you know, it's, the reason that we did the whole, that I thought we should do the whole thing, that everyone has to fill out a prayer request. If you weren't here, basically what I did in church news was said, everyone, fill one out before you come into church. And people had to come in. They couldn't get past the desk without <laughs> filling one out. Right? And it was kind of to take away that awkwardness of people who really want to do one but don't want to step out on their own because the desk's in the middle of the room there. But the, there should be a queue at that desk. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 
hopefully there isn't because we don't want that many issues. Do you get what I mean? But you know, this should be why why not have a queue at that desk? Do you know what I mean people should be wanting to fill prayer requests out and bring their issues to uh, their problems to God? Because we're all going to pray for it together. Okay, they may not be you know prayed for at the front here, but then they're going to go to house troops and they'll be prayed for there. Okay. So don't think, oh, it's not, you know, they don't even pray for them half the time or whatever like that. They do get prayed for. But let's do it. Yeah. Let's actually do it and come with a purpose and actively attend church and say, right, we are going to fill out these prayer requests because we really want things to change. We want God to move in this way. Yeah. But then, when we get praise reports, we get this. Hold on. We had one the other day, and, you know, I read it out in church news. It was handed to me in church news that, um, I may get the details wrong, there was um, a young child with uh, meningitis, was it? Yeah? And, the, and the, the, the child was doing better, and we had... And I was like, come on, is that the best you got? And then we went... <laughs> but it's like, God's just stepped in, into that person's issue... It's like, yeah, well done, God. It's like, come on. D- genuine, you know, it's got, you know, God's actually moved in the situation. The best we can do is, come on, like, just get excited about it. Yes, come on. Yeah. We come back from Rock Nations, right? And we say that um, we had this many, this many of the youth saved. And we're like, yeah. These people I've just given, I've said, yes, God, I want... Jesus, God, I want you in my life. They're going to be going to heaven with us, and we can do, yeah, well done, well done, fella. <laughs> it's, it's genuine, isn't it? It's like the best we can do is just go, well done. Welcome in, welcome in. It's like that person was not coming to heaven. Yeah? yeah. yeah? So where were they going? Hell. Yeah? So they're not coming to heaven, they're going to hell, and then they decide... To go over the line, that is a line here, and say, yeah, I've decided that I want Jesus in my life now, and I want to have, I want to come into heaven. And the best we can do is go, hmm, welcome in. <laughs> We've got new beer, here's a new one. It's like, the, the most important decision somebody has made in their life. And the best we can do is, well done. Let's get a little bit excited <laughs> about what we do. Everyone goes on about these, like, oh, the Americans, their churches are nuts. They're like, woo, yeah, woo! But, because they, okay, their personalities are a little bit different, like. But, I'm pretty sure they get it a little bit more as well. They get that importance, or maybe they don't. Maybe they are just excited. Maybe I need to preach to them as well. (laughs) But it's so, you know, this get the gravity and the importance of what church is and being a Christian is, right? Because being a Christian is not just turning up on a Sunday and the house group and the prayer, you know, and the prayer meeting. It's more than that. You know what I mean? We need to realise what the difference of having Jesus and not having Jesus is. Yeah? Having Jesus, well, we all know what having Jesus is, yeah? It's just like, it's the best, yes! <laughs> yeah? It's just, I can't put it into words. <laughs> And there's a few people there going, yes, yeah, because you don't know, actually know what it's like, do you? You can't even explain it yourself. <laughs> See me after. <laughs> but, oh, I don't know, you just have, the, you have support, you have comfort, you have, this 
church as well. Yeah, you have people around you, you have friends around you, you have somebody to pray to, you have somebody to say thanks to, you just... <laughs> <See again? laughs> Eternal life? Anymore, anymore. <laughs> I am genuine. We are actively in this sermon. Anymore. What does Jesus, you know what I mean? What's Jesus done for people in here? Shout across each other. Shout across each other. Freedom. Forgiveness of sin. What else? Peace, love. What else? Joy, hope. Everyone was going for like spiritual things then, like, you know, things he's given us. But what is he actually like? What's he given you as well? What's he? Future. Say again, good speakers. I like that. I like that. I like that. But you know what I mean? You know, we pray to God about jobs, and the right job comes along, yeah? Stuff like that as well. Yeah? So, you know, and then without. Without Jesus, we all know, because a lot of us, well, we've all been there, haven't we? <laughs> Not a lot of us. You know, there's all, some people have given their lives when they're really young, and then, you know, they've had Jesus all the way. People have been through things without Jesus for a while. You know, like me, I could be considered quite young. I was like, you should know these things, shouldn't you? <laughs> 2012, was it 17, five years ago. So when I was about 18, okay? Maybe 17, 18, depends on my birthday was. <laughs> But, you know, so I've had, I could be considered as quite young, but I've been through, your teenage years are really hard, aren't they? <laughs> yeah? So I've been through loads of stuff. So I know what it's like before and after. Yeah, it's still difficult after. Of course it is. But, you know, you know that you've got that comfort and that support there. And the, the church as well to support you, yeah? So we know what the difference is when you do and you don't have uh, a Jesus. <laughs> Thank you. Who said that, Liana? <laughs> <laughs> When you do and you don't have him. So, this actually, like, put that into motion, yeah? This practically and actively be Christians. I wasn't going to keep this, I wasn't going to put this in. This is one, something I thought about speaking on before. And I, I dropped it, because it just maybe didn't fit. But it seems like it's going, right? And this one, I'm definitely speaking to myself, because... Well, I'll tell you now, right? When I spoke last time, does anyone know what I spoke on last time? The Great Commission. The Great Commission. My wife remembers. Emily, shut up, man. <laughs> so, so, here we go, actively, passively, coming to church. What did Luke, I think it was, say in church names about me speaking this week? Shut up, Emily. <laughs> People in the back didn't hear that. So, I put it... Said to the boys, I said, oh, just kind of drop a hint to listen to my last message. Because I was thinking of putting this in and whatever. So, the reason was, it was a great commission, right? And at the end, can anybody remember what I asked us to bring to church? Wow. A bottle, yeah, a friend. It was a bottle of water. It was kind of like metaphorically a bottle of water, but it was a friend. Yeah, it was. Somebody. Look, I'm speaking to myself here because I haven't brought anyone new, Okay. But I'm speaking to myself. <laughs> so, where is, where's our ball? Okay, and I also said about being patient. Okay, I did say about being patient. So I have to be patient in this. And people could be working on people. But it was September, October. So October, November, December, January, February, March. And it's the start of April. I can't believe I use my fingers. <laughs> the six. Okay, I've taken one off because it's just the start of April. The six months. Half a year have gone by. How many of us have brought a bottle 
brought a friend, a family member, to church. Yeah? How many of us have done that? Okay? I'm one of them. Okay, I'm trying. I've asked a few people to come today. They haven't come. Got to be patient. Right? And I imagine a lot of you maybe have done it as well. And, you know, I've got to be patient in that as well. And you guys have got to be patient. But this is, that's it. How serious are we actively or passively doing worship, communion, prayer, coming to church, being a Christian? Yeah? Acting out the commission? Are we actively doing it or are we just passively doing it? Yeah? We, like I said, we, do we realise the gravity of someone being without Christ or with Christ? Because if we don't understand that, then we are just going to be going... Uh, you know, just kind of, um, sorry, we are just going to be passively doing it and just, you know, dropping the old hint or this, that, the other and, you know, not really actually pushing for it. Are we actually striving to be winning this town or the village where you live? Because really, I'm not. Okay, I'm doing YABC and all that. So, you, you know, I know a lot of people are going to be like, you are, Dan, you are, you are, you are. But, d- you know, don't just make me feel better because <laughs> I'm doing that. But, you know, my own personal thing, I'm, I'm not. I, I can't be. You know what I mean? So are you, you know, are we all, as a church, are we, are we actively, actually trying to do the Great Commission? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Are we actively going out there and trying to win people, trying to win people for Jesus? Not people to just come into church. Because, like, that's a conversation, that's like a kind of way we try and do it. We try and get them just talk about church. And you were saying about, Mark was saying about Jesus being centre. And a thing that's been going around my head a lot is... Um, you have a conversation with people and they're like, oh, church is this, church is that. And, and I'm like, right, next time I'm going to have to... And it was only like the end of this week that I had this thought. I was just like, stuff it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next time, I'm just going to say, yeah, but it's not about church. It's about Jesus, isn't it? Right? So let's put that... Let's have that as our, as our you know, um, attack or whatever. Yeah? It's not about... Forget about church. Yeah? It's just about Jesus. Yeah? So that's what I'm going to do next. I'm going to just tell people about that. Right? So, right. So let's just actively, actively be Christians. Yeah? And time back this way. One, um, I was on about, uh, I think in my head, sometimes we can be like, well, I'm not. So jumping back to the actively thing uh, in doing church time. You could think, well, I'm not one of like the important people or one of the standout people or one of the showy people or one of the people that everyone sees their face of. So maybe I'm not going to like be all, woo! <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to be worshipping really loud because no one's really going to look at me and then take notes of me. So me doing it isn't going to help anyone. But I know that I'm, I'm singing to Jesus in my heart and all this, that. So one of the, she's not here today, I'm actually really gutted. But one of the oldest people in the church, Pam, year when a lot of you weren't here at the time so i was um it was a sunday where the holy spirit came and i you know is uh god made it known that i had the gift of prophecy yeah so that sunday i was sat where joe was sat i think it was special seat joe say there right so i was sat there and i it was i was going through some rubbish in my life right i was um just not being a good christian yeah i was doing what i wanted doing this doing that was being a good husband, I was being a right idiot, okay? And 
and never is maybe only once before when I was younger I had this thought. And I was sat there and I was doing breakfast that morning and I was doing everything I could to not to like clean everything and waste time to not come in. Right? And And I was, every, I was doing everything. <laughs> I was doing everything I could to not come into the service, right? Because I genuinely could not be bothered with it, right? I could not be bothered with it, and it wasn't that long ago, right? It's only like a couple of years ago, so you know, it's in recent times then. And I could not be bothered to come in. And then when I came in, I would worship was going on. I was just like, oh well, yeah, worship. And I was kind of just like singing a little bit and this and no hands in the air, nothing, just kind of so really passively just watching worship. And then I just kind of went like this. And I looked over and Pam was in this, it was there and she stood up and she is going for it. Right? She is going for it. She had a stick in her hand and she was doing this with a stick and everything, right? You're going to have to tell her this when you go home, okay? And she was absolutely going for it. And the words I had, just I thought to myself, I was like, grow up, like. Because if she can go for it, who could, you know, maybe she doesn't see herself like this, but potentially you could see yourself as being the person that no one's going to look at. No, you're not going to affect somebody by, you know, whatever you do in church and stuff. You can see yourself as that. And sh- maybe she does, maybe she doesn't, Okay. But you could see yourself as being that. But me looking across at her and thinking, wow, if she can do it, then I can do it. Come on, just go for it. And then I started just going for it, right? I was like, it was a stuff it moment. It was a stuff it. It was kind of like, and it was a genuine crossroads. It was like, right, I'm just going to go for it. And if God, you know, if God wants me here, <laughs> he's going to do something. So I started going for it and getting right into worship and tears coming down the lot. I'm like, something's gonna happen and then we had a prophecy and it was you know um you know when you know the words of something but you can't put them you know you can't speak them back out uh paraphrase it was like you know uh my son is here and you know got the gift of prophecy and all this whatever and there was no name given at the time and then i stood out it was like come forward and i was like it's me I stood out and he was then he was like yes it was you Dan and you know all this and it was it was because one person who was just going for it going for it giving all they're all to God yeah which made me impacted me and made me go well I can do it yeah and you you could be that person and a lot of the time we look to the people who are in like this section yeah this section here for them to do it but maybe it's not them to do it, yeah? Maybe it's you. Maybe it's you, and then you're going to affect the person sitting next to you, or the person who's sitting behind you, or whatever, yeah? So just go for it. Absolutely go for it. And please, 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 just don't forget this message. There, you know, the reason that, one of the reasons I've gone for it, it was my, uh, uh, where are we, where are we, where are we? Right, it was my third point. What I do, I kind of, things come to me, right? You know, I feel God speaking to me. I'll just quickly write them down. Emily's been before. She's like, why are you on your phone doing worship? I'm like, because I'm writing stuff. And they're points. And a point that a few people have said this year, right? And they've said that... 
2017 is going to be a good year. Yeah? It's going to be a good one. But it's only going to be a good year if we make it a good year. It's not going to be a good year if we passively sit down and leave the year go by. Right? It's only going to be a good year if we make it a good year. Actively seek it and make it to be a good year. So please do not forget this message. Let's actively be Christian. They're all on the pod. Put your hands up if you listen to a podcast. My hands are down as well, okay? I think I've listened to half one, right? And it was probably me the last time I spoke, just to hear... (laughs) Just to hear what I sounded like on the microphone, right? And I know what I sound like, so you guys have done well to sit through this, okay? But keep your hands up again, quickly, if if you've listened to a podcast, right? If your hands are down, like mine are, don't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm a bad Christian. Yeah? That's not what that was about, not to embarrass people. That was just to kind of, you know, help people, wasn't it? That's to help people go, you guys who had your hands down. I'm one of them. Let's actively be Christians and listen to them. Yeah? And like I'm saying about this one, listen to it again. Listen to it again. Right? If you can put yourselves through that. Listen to it again. Don't just forget it. Let's actively want to be better Christians. Want to be better for God and then we can actively win people yeah we can win people you know it is all about what we do out there and you know the service and stuff but it's we got to get in here right yeah we got to get in here right and that's not about this performancey bit it's just about getting us if we can't be 100% Christian inside church you get what I mean by that 100% like flat out yeah I'm going for it if you can't even do that here then you're not going to be 100% Christian out there which means that you're leaving stuff you know you can't impact you can still impact people you can't impact people as much you know to your full potential you could impact maybe when you're a half boiled a half boiled Christian in here you might be you'll be you know you'll be a really soft soft core soft york yeah Christian out there so maybe you can impact like two people Right? If you were a hard-boiled, <laughs> a hard-boiled Christian in here, 100% flat out, yeah, Christian in here, then maybe, you know, you'll be only a half-boiled Christian out there. But you could hit, you could win five people, yeah. You could affect five. You know, it might get more, more, more. But let's just get used to it. Part of the reason that we can't do this and be, you know, 100% in here is because we're just not used to it. So it's going to be awkward, yeah. But this next month is going to be a good month, isn't it? This next month's going to be awesome because we're going to get used to it. We're going to get used to it. And if we're not, we're going to put our arms around each other. I'm just going to have so many conversations with people coming up to me and saying, you said this. But we're going to help each other, yeah? So when people out the front, they're saying, come on, church. Don't say, oh, shut up, like Sunday morning, I'm tired. Come on, let's go for it, yeah? Let's go for it and let's get this place pumped up. And I'm not hyped. I'm not talking about just like, oh, emotions or whatever. This get ourselves charged up with Jesus in us, yeah? Because once we can do that, we can go out there. And how many people are in here? I, I, the thing I use is one bottle of water. There's 60, maybe? 60 people in here, maybe? This, you know, if we're all supercharged up, how many conversations do we have during the week with people? We maybe talk to loads of people, do we? So, 60, even if you only talk to five people, you know, 60 times five, <laughs> 300. <laughs> <laughs> 300 people yeah that is that it's like it's going out and going out it's branching out so let's get supercharged 
and I was yeah that's it let's get supercharged and let's get up for it yeah because there's big there's, there's big things on the line yeah there are big big things on the line if we choose to not be active we just carry on being passive there's big things on the line yeah so let's go for it this message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269 59